You're listening to the Cash Valley Insider, conversations with founders, leaders, and creators about why they live, work, and play in Cash Valley, Utah. The Cash Valley Insider is a production of the Cash Valley Chamber of Commerce. Become a chamber member and learn more at cashchamber.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is Chase, and joining me today is Sean Milne, the new director of our uh, economic development for Cash County. Thanks for joining me. Hey, good to be here. Thank you for uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. Um, you know, I'm excited to have you on today just to talk a little, all things uh, Cash Valley and and economic development. I know that this has been in the works for a long time. Um, I know the chamber's been involved and, and really been supportive and, and excited to see this position come about. Um, this is new for the Valley to have an economic development director on the, on the county level. Um, we have economic developers for, for each of the cities, but um, it's, it's kind of an exciting new chapter, I think, for the community to have someone in your position. Um, so I wanted to dive into some of that today and, and what that means um, for people here in Cache Valley and, and what that means for, for the future of the Valley and for the, I guess I should say the county. But um, maybe I think it'd be helpful just for, for people to know a little bit more about your background and, and where you came from and, and um, you know, just we can get from there, we can get into what the position entails. But um, what were you doing prior to this position? Well, it sounds like a great format. So I've been a business owner for over 20 years. Um, started one while I was in college and kind of just intended for it to be good enough to get through college. And I have a bit of a, well, uh, an aunt of mine asked me, so when are you going to get rid of this little hobby business and go get yourself a real job? Hmm. And a uh, it just, it was a, it was a switch. And I was just like, well, I'll be, I've been doing this for a couple of years, paying my bills. And I like gave it a good go. And over, over time, I bought three uh, competing businesses. A couple of them were actually mentors and rolled them into my own. And from that, I got a real bug for capitalism and uh, a real sympathy to the private sector. And it was from that experience and one other land use issue that kind of got me involved in politics because this was not a goal of mine. And I, I thought, you know, gosh, it's, it's really expensive and it's really challenging to run a business and hope to make a profit, particularly when it's really competitive out there in, in a good economy, right? And so without getting, you know, too far off course, but happy to go there if you have follow-up questions, um, I got appointed to planning and zoning in Tooele City. So I was on the planning and zoning commission for about five years. Uh, and I decided to put my name in the hat for you know, one of the city council spots. Now, first time out, I did not win. And the second time I did. Um, and really after I lost that first time, Chase, I, I was pretty much willing to just kind of write that off and continue doing planning and zoning. And then uh, as the chair of that, um, that second time that I decided to run, it was at the request of some friends and you know, good advisors and mentors that I had there in the community. And so I ran and I won. And um, you know, I felt like again, I kind of had my fill and you know, it was it was fun to be there. And I really enjoyed representing the community that way. But I really enjoyed the perspective of the RDA, the redevelopment agency. 
And that's where in Utah, at least, the same legislators that are typically, you know, either county council, county commission, city council, they act as a redevelopment agency board. They just kind of take off one hat and put on the other. It's the same people typically. And, and so it was, and I really found that intriguing and, you know, it was going to be done with the city council. And then someone put a bug in my ear and there was a particular need and, and I ran for county commission and I was successful. And so I served a couple of terms there, but that's where I really got what I think was a, a good taste of being in this position here. Um, in our particular form of government, which is the most common throughout the United States and certainly still here in Utah, the three-person commission form, roughly speaking, kind of divides a third of all the county functions up and is the day-to-day -day administrator for those, unless they've hired a county manager or you know, some sort of administrative uh, professional in-house. And in our county, we were hands-on. And right before I got sworn in, Chase, they had, um, the, the, my predecessors had, out of a need, uh, because of some cash flow issues, they laid off the uh, economic development staff. And we had uh, a couple of people in that, in that office. So I took on those roles, not with the expectation that I'd be doing that um, for as many years as I did, but I grew to really love that part of the job. I loved economic development and tourism. And it allowed me to take what I had as a business owner and that passion for capitalism and sympathy for those that decide when the rest of the world tells you just go get a safe job working for somebody else to go out there and brave it to make it out on your own and to really grow you know wealth for the community through your business and i mean that for the community not so much the business owner i'm sure any small businesses that listen to this those owners and the uh, upper echelon leaders will attest that yeah yeah it's it's not as profitable as many folks think sometimes but doing economic development, I'll, I'll just tell you, it exposed me to a world that was really interesting and I, I enjoyed it and had a lot of fun at it. And it wasn't always easy, but I really enjoyed it. And so when this opportunity opened up and uh, being very familiar with the Cache County leaders here through my association and theirs with the Utah Association of Counties or UAC, um, I pounced at the opportunity and, and I feel incredibly blessed and fortunate to have been selected. Well, it absolutely see, seems like you have, I mean, obviously you have a, a wealth of experience, both in the, in the private sector, as well as in, um, you know, at the city and county level. Um, it's, it seems like the perfect combination when coming into this role, right. Of economic development where city and county, as well as the state, um, in conjunction with private business have such an interesting opportunity, a powerful opportunity when they come together to spur economic development. Right. So you've, you've been able to see both sides of that. I imagine that brings you or brings a real edge um, when you come into this role and you have to, and you're working with both with private businesses as well as the, the County and, and the various cities um, within the community. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm biased, of course. I only have my own experience and perspective to draw upon. But I, what I love about the job is I've seen myself in my previous role and certainly in this one um, as, as a broker, right? A, a broker between what a community feels like and wants to be as it continues to grow or if it doesn't, right? But that, that's not going to really involve me much if a community doesn't want to grow. Um, and, and what that public sector kind of 
uh, expectation is with the private sector of what could be. And whether it's, you know, brokering or negotiation of certain, mm, I'm calling sweeteners for the lack of a more succinct way to put it right this second, um, you know, as to what each side offers the other, it might be a skilled workforce, it might be inexpensive land in proximity to a, a source of input goods, it, it could be proximity to the retail market, it just, it just depends. And, and I love being able to hear what both sides are looking to achieve and then broker that deal uh, for the benefit of everybody involved. I mean, I know it's so cliche and it's been, you know, just used to death and pretty much everything, but in sincerest terms, I want to win, 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 right? I want to win for the community. I want to win for the public sector and I want to win for the pr uh, private, you know, business entity. Um, and I think the best deals are those that everybody walks away feeling like, hey, this is a really good deal. And we're partners, which I think is really key because I've also had some experience where economic development projects didn't go smoothly or those that started off just roughly, you know, right away. And you could tell that, that this just may not be for us as a community. Right. Well, I, I think it's interesting that you're coming into a position that didn't, uh, that you don't have a predecessor. You don't have anyone who, who um, was in this position before you. Um, is that daunting for you? Is that exciting for you? Is it a little bit of both? What, what is the opportunity to come in and, and pave a new trail for the county um, where the county hasn't been necessarily, you know, well, the county hasn't had someone dedicated to economic development. The county has been involved in economic development, but never had someone in a full-time capacity that could um, really spend the time and, and focus on this. What, how does that feel? How, what, what is the feeling there for you? Well, first of all, I want to acknowledge, you know, Savita, of which you've been a member, the Chamber of Commerce and Jamie and her staff. They've done a great job taking on these roles together with Bragg, the Bear River, Bear River Association of Governments and you know, Kirk Jensen, uh, you know, mm. certainly Logan City has their own in-house, you know, abilities that the community has had, right? So it's, it's not like it's totally brand new, but respecting the nature of the question, I'll tell you, I'm really excited. I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Um, you know, I, again, I, I started this business in college while getting a degree, thinking that it would just be something good enough and flexible enough with my schedule that I'd be able to get my degree and then go put my degree and experience to work for somebody else. I mean, Chase, that was really what I was looking to do. And then, you know, that, that challenging statement that I don't even think was meant that way by my aunt was, you know, when are you going to go get a real job? And I was like, wait a minute, I employ people and they successfully pay their bills with a livable wage. And I do the same thing and we're growing our customer base. And it, it was really a defining moment that just switched. So for me, I look at this in much the same way and I'm excited about it. I'm excited to work with, you know, folks like Kirk and Jamie, yourself and so many others, you know, this community better than I do. I've experienced it from the other side of the fence. Someone who's, you know, transient, maybe coming through to go up to Bear Lake or experiencing, you know, wonderful opportunities that I have here as a visitor, but still getting to, draw upon the experience and skill set from folks like you. I mean, when you and I had an opportunity to sit down recently, I could tell your passion and I could see your vision and I want to help you and the others that I've met with so far achieve that vision. And I look at that, that this role because it's not already a box. 
that I'm being planted into as an opportunity. Uh, and I got to give a lot of credit to Craig Butters. Now, you and I and most of the listeners probably know he's been tapped to lead up another state agency, so he's no longer here. But when I was offered the, the opportunity to be in this role, I sat down with him and wanted to make sure their expectations of me was in alignment. And his vision was quite candidly um, exciting because he saw this role as a facilitator. It didn't matter whether it was somebody who was in a small you know, town or city that was incorporated or some unincorporated part of town or, or Kirk with Logan. Like my job is to help. And I just, I, I'm so excited and looking forward to it. Well, I think a lot of people hear the term economic development, but maybe don't know what it means mm. um, or they have a perception of what it is. And, and for some people, they may think of, um, oh, giving incentives to outside companies to recruit them into our community. And maybe they have a bad taste in their mouth about that. Or, or maybe some people think, oh, it's about helping um, expand businesses that are already here. Um, in my opinion, it's, 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 a little bit of, of all of that, right? But I right. guess from your perspective, what what is economic development? Yeah, it's you're spot on. It's all of that. And really it's about, so I, I, I take it from these two perspectives. One is about plowing the field and planting the seeds. And the other is the harvest, right? The, the harvest is about enriching the lives of a community. And typically you're going to do that through human beings and making lives you know, better and you know, increasing discretionary income levels, increasing the prosperity per household. That's, that's kind of the harvest. And that should not be lost on the work that it takes to plow the field and to plant the seeds, which is also to say it's not overnight. Now, depending upon the kind of crop, you might be able to turn and burn lettuce pretty quickly. Uh, I, I grew up out of state and we did have those kind of agricultural uh, farms. And you can turn some crops pretty quickly. But if it's an apple orchard, it's years before you're going to see any fruit from that labor. And anecdotally, I can give an experience that just a week before I started here in December, we had a shovel, you know, dirt turning ceremony, if you will, breaking ground for a large 1300 acre industrial parcel uh, with some new owners. Now, those jobs, just because we turned dirt as county commissioners and a bunch of other community leaders in the area, we turn dirt, but because of what it will take to get infrastructure to that parcel and then building the actual first facility, the shell of the building and putting the business inside, that is a well-known international brand, will hire people. You know, that's going to take another 18 months, but it took three years from the time that they first reached out to us at the county because it was on incorporated area at the time. And, uh, you know, we facilitated getting it incorporated into a municipality that could provide these services. And it took three years from their first outreach. And when this particular business interest purchased the property from the previous property owners, because they, they bought from several parcel owners and negotiated a couple of different iterations, there was a lot of push pull and there were moments chase when it was tense. There were moments when it looked like, well, maybe we won't have a deal here, you know, in a month or so. Um, you know, it's both sides trying to feel it out, but both are going to try to represent their interests, right? When it's corporation, it may be, as you described, it may be about, you know, boosting their profits and lowering their upfront costs. That may mean incentives. It may mean other times simply facilitating a right-of-way easement to get the utilities to ground, and they're not asking for incentives. 
Um, it, it just, again, the right kind of deal is going to be a partnership where for the effort it takes to scratch the other party's back, you feel like you're getting something. And we ironed that out. It took three years. And then we did this dirt turning ceremony, which was, was awesome for me because it was kind of the capstone of that as I accepted this job here at, uh, you know, Cache County. Now, you, you kind of alluded to this earlier. I am hired and working for Cache County, but through the interview process, it was really clear that I'm, I'm to represent Cache Valley, which would include just a little bit over the border, right? Because there is this interesting dynamic, according to a study that was done a little over a year ago, that you're likely familiar with, but for your readers, an outside consultant, Lewis Young Robertson and Birmingham have done a, a, you know, a good study to look at the flow of workforce and retail and the economic indicators. And, and it's clear that you have a metropolitan statistical area that includes Franklin County, Idaho and includes Bear Lake, Idaho, and Rich County, Utah. Um, so it, it's clear that I'm to be looking at a much more regionalized approach to this. And then to your point, it could be very much and certainly is in light of COVID more so than probably previous years uh, to help current you know, existing businesses. Uh, interesting side note, um, it is the local homegrown businesses that usually recycle the same dollar through the local economy more than the national brains, but they don't have the volume, right? So you kind of need both. It's like diversifying your you know, investment portfolio. You, you want to definitely encourage and help facilitate, coach, mentor, provide networking, which, you know, again, like Bragg, um, the Chamber, Bridgerland Tech, these, these kind of facilities are all kind of existing here anyway. And it's all of us interacting with one another in that coaching and mentorship to the homegrown businesses, as well as trying to attract ones that make sense from outside the community. And I'll leave this kind of thought and, you know, see what kind of follow-up you have. For example, it may not be in the community's best interest to do corporate recruitment with some outside entity that would come and compete with an existing homegrown business. There may be times when it does and need to expand the market share. There may be other times when that just doesn't make good sense for one community here in the Valley, but makes perfect sense for another community. Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. I, I think it's, it's interesting for, and for you coming into this position, you've got to be excited to see, um, some really big successes on both fronts, right? Both on the corporate recruitment side of things, as well as business expansion of, of current businesses in the community. Um, I mean, you, you've got great homegrown business stories between, um, you know, Icon Health and Fitness, Conservus, Maloof, which has received some, some significant incentives um, as well to expand their business here in Cache Valley, as well as, as having some good successes on the corporate recruitment side with a company like EP Systems um, that is located here from, from California and it is bringing some really high wage, exciting jobs to the community. So I imagine for you, you're going to be involved in both of those. That's, that is economic development. Um, and like you said, there's a time and season probably for both and, and, you know, one or the other might make more sense at, depending on the situation, but for you, it's gotta be exciting to come in having some really significant wins, um, that there's some real momentum, I imagine coming into this position for you. Absolutely. I, you know, 
I had multiple offers. And when I was weighing my choices and the, the reason why I selected here, um, I, I've got to give a nod to Craig Butters and citizens have, you know, done very well. I, I can say as a peer shoulder to shoulder with him as I've been for, uh, you know, eight years and a couple of terms in my previous role, he's top notch. I mean, there's a reason why the governor tapped him and your council members, um, they're fantastic too. I, several of them have been really engaged within the Utah Association of Counties and I've gotten to know them. Team is everything. And that kind of environment for a good team was equally as attractive as what you just described. And that is the environment of the business community. Um, you know, not all counties have been faring well over the last few years, even pre-COVID. Uh, some of them have seen shrinking populations and, you know, some of that is federal mandates that have made it really challenging for certain industries in other parts of the state. Others, it's just a shifting, uh, you know, migration pattern um, and different demographics. You guys, I love, you know, universities are always incubators of ideas. They're always innovation centers because you, you know, maybe it's youthfulness, um, maybe it's just that drive and ambition. Um, but I, I think it's, it's all of that. And then like the hardworking culture I've already noticed in a little over a month, you know, on the job here, um, everything from agriculture to high tech. And, and honestly, I've been really surprised by some of the industries that are here. Uh, I've been really fortunate. You know, Craig has taken me uh, on some introductions, Jamie as well. You and I had some fantastic conversation already. Um, there's just, you know, there's, there's so much for me to learn that I love being a perpetual student. I love what I'm going to continue to learn. And so when I had multiple offers, I thought this place has got a wonderful environment, business climate that's already friendly. It's diversified already in its own right. Like I said, from agriculture to, to high tech and great retail, you know, just so much in between, you know, hearing yesterday, um, this per county has one of the highest, you know, in-county machine shops. That's fantastic. What that tells me from this economic development director role is that there's enough industry to have multiple machine shops tooling and doing, you know, their manufacturing. So it may be that machine shops are customizing something for, you know, orbital ATK, orbital ATK, for a nose cone in a county, you know, just next door to the West or producing something for a medical device supplier here at the South end of the Valley. But that just tells you how much innovation and production there is. And, and I just, I think that's wonderful and made a big difference to me. I'm like, you know, I want to be somewhere where they believe in themselves, where they have a bright future already, and they just want to pour gas on that fire. And so you know, for those reasons, I'm very excited. I, this is probably going to be a, a tricky question because it's going to be like, well, I guess the day-to-day the -day of the role is going to be different, you know, a year from now versus two years from now, three years from now. What is your day-to-day -day role now? I, I know it involves a lot of listening and I, I guess that's probably a common thread, whether it's year one or year five in the role, but what, what do you imagine the day-to-day -day role being for you right now as an economic development director? That's a wonderful question. I mean, if you'd asked anybody in this role a year ago what they thought, it would have been totally upended by March, right? So there are some things you just don't know what you don't know. 
for me uniquely, it's definitely learning a lot about what currently is here. Um, it's meeting with you know, industry individuals, uh, municipal leaders, um, you know, community influencers. I need to hear from them. So you know, if your listeners uh, want to reach out to me, I hope they do. Um, I, I need to get perspective that I don't yet have. I only have the perspective that I've come here with, which may be my own experience, but that may have been relevant somewhere else. And certainly I can tell that it's already um, showing some relevance here, but kind of on an annualized perspective, I'll start this way. Legislative session, it starts next week. The legislature always uh, deals with pieces of legislation and the roughly three to 500 bills that they pass uh, every year. There are a lot of those that deal anecdotally, tangentially, or directly with economic development. Some of them may be housing. You know, if you, if you have a great product offering in land that's proximate to, um, you know, your, your retail consumer or production input materials or, you know, a travel corridor like I-15 or Union Pacific Railroad, whatever that might be, but you don't have housing stock for the workforce, that's a problem. That's a three-legged stool with a really short, you know, challenging leg on that stool. It, although the other ones may be really solid. Like I said, it might be production materials. It may be cheap arable land for agriculture, whatever that might be. But I'm going to be definitely paying attention to that a lot in the day-to-day -day function for the next few weeks. But come March, it will shift. Uh, I can already tell you that a municipality has reached out asking for some advice, some perspective, and I've been able to share with them some pros and cons to certain economic you know, incentives or perspectives they may be looking for, for specifically a retail strip environment. So we'll, we'll see what you know, they ultimately decide, and I'm here to provide counsel, coaching, and even some of the grunt work by laying down the you know, structural documentation that may govern an interlocal agreement. We'll see. It's, uh, I've already had a face-to-face -face meeting, um, and we'll be giving a presentation in that locale here uh, next week in a public meeting. So, you know, day-to-day, -day, it will be different, and quite candidly, that's part of what excites me too. I'm not someone who loves a regimented routine every single day for a year, um, but, um, you know, a little bit of this and a little bit of that, it, it's exciting to me keeps it fresh. Um, I, you know, another, I guess just kind of a similar question. I know that um, I've asked some of this before, but it may be in a slightly different way. What are some of the, the Valley's assets that most excite you or assets that maybe have been underutilized or opportunities that you really see where Cash Valley has an edge um, and, and we could really see some, some movement or momentum behind, if that makes sense? Yeah, that's a great question. So it, it's buried, and this will tell you how much of a wonk I am because I, I think these things are kind of sexy, but maybe to the average citizen, they, they won't really think too much of this. Your workforce is awesome. It's a little bit of a double-edged sword. You, you have some of the greatest longevity of workforce. You have certainly a great, um, you know, males, for example, live their longest out of the counties in Utah here. I mean, so selfishly, I'm pretty excited about that. I've, I, I hope for that statistic to translate to a transplant like me. You've got a youthful workforce that's highly educated and 
in the entry level years. Now, what that means to a prospective employer, particularly for corporate recruitment, say an outside entity in, is if they invest in the training specific to their company and the way they want things done, they're likely to get that utilization out of the employee for a lot longer than somebody who's 50 years old and also experienced and, and highly educated. They're likely to get more years out of that employee. Now that that's only true if you know the employee loves the quality of life here, which you guys have fantastic metrics on that as well. So that excites me. Um, and that the employer treats the employee well. You know, they'll be able to retain them for a lot longer. Um, coming from Tooele County, we're incredibly dry. We don't have any surface water except for three man-made reservoirs. Um, you guys are water rich by comparison. And so that's fantastic for agribusiness. Um, so, uh, you know, like 2020 proved that there are some core businesses that no matter what will, will do well. Now this isn't universally true. There was quite a, uh, you know, sad story just a little bit over the state line here in Idaho where potato farmer was just taking a ton, I mean, literally tons and tons of potatoes and just dumping them out of the, you know, vacant quadrant of the massive acreage that they own because supply chain problems, right? And we're seeing that with like lumber and some other, you know, consumable goods and commodities. But generally speaking, people eat three times a day. So food production is a good steady kind of business and it helps to take off some of the, the valleys from an economic you know, low point. Um, it helps to moderate some of the highs. But because you guys have the agribusiness, it also likely means that with some caveats, you're likely to retain open spaces for a while. And just like Napa is open space. Now, most of us will think of that you know, region of California for wineries and that, that's true but they haven't developed the same kind of suburban sprawl structure because they've placed a premium on agricultural use. Um, you guys have the, you know, the beginnings of a really great resort community if that's the direction that the valley or county wants to go. Uh, Beaver Mountain certainly proves that and Cherry Peaks um, is you know, kind of drafting. I'm gonna use a racing analogy because that's one of the projects that I worked on in Tooele County with that world famous racetrack, they're kind of drifting behind that momentum, but certainly between big and little Cottonwood canyons, if it was just one ski resort in one of those two canyons, it wouldn't be the powerhouse that it is because those two canyons are close proximity to one another with multiple ski resorts. Um, you, you guys have great mm, electronics, manufacturing and production as well as textiles, you mentioned Maloof earlier, um, you know, Campbell Scientific to EPS, you noted, which is on my radar, pun intended, for Deseret UAS, an unmanned aerial systems uh, project that I'm involved with. So you guys just have a lot of diversity and you, you're like those teenage years when you have a lot of potential in front of you and you're already sophisticated enough to be out of elementary school and you see the hope and promise of what could be and what is a very exciting future. I mean, you, maybe to use that analogy, you're already in the university years, right? Um, and so you have all of this potential in the future years ahead of you. It's wickedly exciting. And the ability to diversify is gonna be a real blessing for many, many decades to come. 
so with that said, it, to me, it seems like there's a lot of opportunity to also start to plant a flag and say, yeah, we have a lot of opportunity. We, 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 we dabble in a little bit of everything and, and excel in a lot of areas, but um, it, it seems like there's an opportunity to plant a flag and say, this is what we're known for. Um, I don't know if that's, that's something that, that you're um, looking into a little bit more to, to see what, what are the areas or the clusters, industry clusters, I know is the kind of the term economic development likes to use, but uh, what are those clusters that we want to focus on moving into the future? Um, because like you said, there, there's a lot of opportunity, but is, is there, is there a, a point where it makes sense to, to plant that flag and say, this is what cash Valley is known for, whether that's, you know, the, the space industry with the small, the small satellite conference that's here every year, or whether that's agriculture and ag tech or, you know, whatever it could be. What, what are your thoughts there? So I will be very bold and say, you're absolutely right. You need to do some branding. And I'm going to pump a little bit and say, but that's not my job. Hmm. My job will be to provide counsel, right? But Savita, you're a member, the chamber, the business community at large, and a whole lot of elected leaders, that's what their role is. I'm here to consult and to advise and then to take direction. So do I believe in the need for branding? Absolutely. For example, what is Amazon? Amazon.com, right? What are they? Well, they're the purveyor of a whole lot of retail goods, right? Sometimes they're a little more than transitory, meaning that it's really somebody else's goods and they're just delivering it to you. But they know their brand is bring the world marketplace to us, right? They bring that to, to you and I. You, you have to figure out what your brand is, but it doesn't mean that that's all you have to be defined by. But the worst thing you could do is to say that this is where everybody comes to live, work, and play. Listen, that is a very tired kind of mantra. Everybody in the world does that. I literally provide thousands of examples throughout the United States where everybody makes that claim. So you, you do need to kind of pick your place and, and stick with it. And the rest of the industries that come along naturally, you know, in either kind of a secondary or tertiary approach, so be it. But it's kind of like Disneyland, right? Like if you go to Disneyland, you can get a big old turkey drumstick. You can, you know, get your photo taken with Disney characters that are walking throughout the park. You can go on roller coasters, but how do they summarize all of that? It's the happiest place on earth. That's their brand, right? Now they may do it with some iconic imagery of like Mickey Mouse ears, but they really have kind of their core competencies and then all the rest kind of drafts along with it and, and it's okay. That's part of the you know, inclusiveness to say without saying it this trite, something for everybody. But you don't wanna say that because like everybody tries to own the something for everybody. So I would agree with you in as much as we need to pick a brand and it may be that we're the innovation hub of Utah. It may be what, whatever it is. I'm, I'm really trying not to paint too much of a box here because I need to take my direction from who the citizens and the business leaders elect to those offices and Chase, you know, as well as I. Whatever that may be is gonna be as different for Lewiston and Cove as it would be for Hiram and Wellsville as different as that would, those all would, might be from Logan, right? It, it's gonna be different for everybody, but there should be some cohesion. You know, at the end of the day, you do have Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and Goofy and the whole cadre of, you know, characters, but they, they all kind of come under an umbrella. 
And we need to do the same thing for us in a way that our branding will complement the fact that some communities are going to want to remain the agricultural community. And there are going to be those that want to be the vibrant, you know, kind of trendier area. And they may be on the cusp of whatever the latest building trend is or walkability, um, whatever it may be. So I'm here to facilitate that. That's where I punt it. But I would absolutely agree and concur. We do have to pick, you know, what we want to be known for and not have it be so similar to 28 other counties in the state and 200 plus other cities and towns, right? Not, notwithstanding, we're so proximate to Wyoming and, and Idaho as well. So you're right. Well, this has been, this has been really fun for me. I I've been energized just by um, this conversation as well as other conversations that we've had. I'm looking forward to seeing what, what comes next. And I know that you're just getting started. You're, you're still on that fact finding listening mission uh, to just understand, um, you know, the people here, the industry. Um, But from our conversation so far, I'm, I'm excited to, to, to move move in this direction. Um, so I appreciate you just being willing to, to take some time and, and share a little bit about yourself and where you see the future of, of cash. And maybe we can end it on, on that note. What is the future of, of Cash Valley? Where do you see us in, in the next few years? Well, again, this is where I get the punt, right? I'm not a policymaker. I've lived that life as an elected official in a couple of different roles before. Um, I can tell you this, it looks really bright if the proper planning is in place. And I know that's not gonna to sound too jazzy. It's not gonna sound you know, really shiny and new, but proper planning, I'm, I'm really fond of saying this. I, I've done it as a business owner in my previous policymaker role. And it's, it's absolutely true here too. You cannot improve what you don't measure. We have to pick what the metrics are for our communities and the county as a whole, and then build a plan around meeting those objectives. Whatever those objectives are that your elected leaders and policymakers do decide with the public input they want, my job will be to facilitate that through, you know, independent action with economic development, you know, director role as much as working with the Bear River Association of Governments, Bridgeland Tech, USU, and everybody else in between, and some I don't even yet know of, because there's going to be a lot of, you know, it's that proverbial you know, you, you get a marathon one play by placing one foot in front of the other, you know, for many, many miles, and this will be a marathon. So wherever we pick on the horizon, that is our destination, that will need to be done through planning. And then we will pick the metrics on how we're measuring success along the way. And our cadence may pick up on downhill slopes and it may be a little bit more arduous as we're climbing uphill, but by darn, if we're all working together in the same direction, we're gonna get there and we're gonna look back and think, wow, remember when, remember when we just started out. So it's a bright future. And a lot of that planning will be here in the short term. Well, that's great, Sean. I appreciate you taking the time. This has been a fun conversation and, and I'm sure we'll have a lot more here in the future. Thanks, Chase. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. And I look forward to meeting a lot of new faces and Hopefully your listeners will reach out and introduce themselves. Thanks for listening to the Cash Valley Insider. For more conversations, listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are found.